This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. What's up, Chris? How we doing? Uh, I'm not bad, actually. I got a podcast share. I'm pretty comfortable right now. Yeah, that's all right. Okay. Yeah, cool. All right, welcome to episode seven, I think, of uh, Rationally Illogical. Shout out to all the haters that say we wouldn't make it past two. Um, My mom. Um, So, yeah, we're here. Um, What's what's up on your end, Chris? A lot of basketball. A lot of basketball. basketball. Which is, like, my safe haven. I love that shit. Yeah. Uh, March Madness Conference tournaments are underway in your neck of the woods. You got the yep. Big Ten at, at MSG. I live in New York. For anyone that doesn't know, no big deal. Big Ten's taking over this week before the real tournaments next week. Let's go, uh, fries. Uh, so yeah, a lot of basketball. I love it. Want to talk some? Uh, Want to talk some NCAA? Yeah, I feel like they might have been in the news lately, so we might as well start there. Um, yeah. So it turns out that teams pay top college athletes, which is yeah, just mind, mind, mind blowing, crazy. Yeah. I, I Who mean, knew? wow. I, it turns out Jesus Shuttleworth wasn't the only one getting paid, which is just banana land to me, but hey. Jesus had a great shot. It's kind of uh, – it really pisses me off, honestly. Well, one, I am I am like up there. I cannot stand the NCAA with – they're the worst. Uh, but the fact that they claim it, – it, it's ridiculous that they act like they don't know this is going on. They can't police their own house. Uh, yeah, so they I mean, let the federal government do it, and then they act like it's it's realistically it's a it's a they know this stuff is happening and they're right, benefiting yeah, I get, from it, so they're I, not going to say anything. Wait, hear this. So I get that out that it's happening, whatever. But um, since they know it's happening, I think they've they've let it happen for so long until people just become so blatant with it, a la Slick Rick, and yo Sean Miller. That's that's Buck Wild, bro. You can't you can't get on the phone and have recordings of you saying that shit. Like you don't have you, soldiers that can take a fall for you. Like that, I I don't feel bad for at all. Because I think Sean Miller's just really arrogant. I think, and he was kind of in the right, mindset so in, where in like I'm not going to get caught. Okay, so in that issue. same vein, I have no problem with what the NCAA is doing and cracking down on it a little bit. And my thing is, yes, sure. Like we won't get into whole argument. Should they be paid or not? Obviously, they should be paid. But one. No one knows how to do it properly. So you can't get mad at the NCAA for policing something. that it, The system's broken, sure. But how do you fix it? Well, also, from their point of view, the system's broken. Yeah, they know that. But what's their incentive to change it? They're making billions and billions. What, what is their incentive to change it? Yeah. And I, had, I heard kind of an interesting thing on part of my take when Frank Kaminsky was on the other day, which was pretty interesting. Um, and he was talking about what you were just saying, where, like, yeah, they should be paid. And that's kind of like a, a accepted thing where everyone says, yeah, they're making billions of dollars for these people. They should at least be able to get paid for their likeness. And if a guy wants to go sign exactly. on basketballs, he should get paid for it. That's yeah. Everyone agrees with that. But like you said, it's a really complicated system. How are you going to be able to figure it out? And I, you know, yeah, that's tough. So Kaminsky kind of came up with the idea. He's like, the only way he sees any change in the next 10 years is if top programs, football, basketball, whatever, were to get together and leave the NCAA and, and you know, operate independently yeah, on their own, stupid. which is that's kind stupid. of a – it's not – why would it be stupid? So you're telling me the Kentucky – It's an, it's an interesting take. It, it really is. 
All right, because so, that because they could operate on themselves with their board of trustees funding it that way. Like it's totally plausible. So it'll would, never but, happen. But, but okay, so that, that sounds a lot like uh, it reminds me of like the English Premier Leagues when they have different levels of competition, which they already do with different divisions and stuff. But what if a team like a Providence, because we're not that big of a market, doesn't get invited to this exclusive club? What are we going to do? Well, the idea is that they would go and do this for a couple of years, and the NCAA would start losing a lot of money, and they would then come up with a system, and those teams would come back in. Uh, you see, I would, I would really be mad at all this if I was like from an alumnus of a big school. But being from like a Providence, it makes it fair when they can't – like we can't let's – say, let's say Providence paid athletes. We couldn't afford to go out and get some of the athletes that Kentucky's able to get. So yeah, that's no why in some vein I'm like they shouldn't be doing this. I'm happy Sean Miller got a part of me. It's happy that like teams like this, like Slick Rick, blah, 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 well, yeah, are I getting agree. in trouble. Because yeah. people don't understand like we can't go get those guys. I mean no. they, they're not going to want to come to play at the Dunkin' Donuts Center. That's um, the, ice the majority of the country can't. Exactly. So, I mean, it's just yeah. – it's at the same way. Like, yeah, we're trying to be one of those big dogs. We're top 50 school, obviously. But if it comes down to it, those top 10 schools are going to get those top 10 guys every single time because yeah. they have bags of cash. Like, it's just right. – so in that aspect, it kind of – it makes it fair, believe it or not. Like, But then again, I do believe, especially DeAndre Ayton, like coming from nothing, he's going to make millions and millions of dollars in yeah. four months. And he yeah. got – that's another thing. With can you do, you do you have the price sheets on what these guys were paid? Because some of yeah. these people have trash family members and negotiators. The, the funniest <laughs> – tra- talk about trash negotiators and stuff. Yeah, you got Mark Telfeld getting paid ten grand, that's, And then you've got Dennis Smith oh Jr. getting God. paid $72,000. Isaiah like, Whitehead. Who's negotiating for Markel Fultz? He's a number one pick. They He's should be terrible. Grand. I hope he has oh better people Lord. around him. When yeah. I saw that, I laughed. Isaiah Whitehead of, got a, a lot, bag. There's a lot of arrogance, and we're not going to get caught mentalities in this investigation. Oh, because crazy. also, Because also, yeah, I get it. Excel spreadsheets represent a great form of organization. But if you're doing illegal activities like this, why are you putting it on a on a spreadsheet Bro, and putting it in the class? So wild. But when I he saw everything on a fucking spreadsheet, he said, "Fuck it." They said he got caught on a wiretap. I die. I said, "Come on." So funny, bro. The head He's coach so has fifty people he could call in a second to go get his coffee, his laundry, pick up his daughter. You couldn't have have one him make of a your, call for you. Yeah, just have have yeah. the manager be like, "Hey, uh, DeAndre, uh, you want to like come on, like get get someone on the phone." So I, funny. I couldn't believe it. It's so funny. That was also wild. also little transition here more into the investigation. Arizona today with the biggest fuck you press conference Love it. Love ever. It. it was pretty pretty awesome. Just basically saying ESPN's bullshit. Yeah. It's all bullshit. I mean, I really hope it's true because if so, this will make the great end. This will be the ending to a thirty well, for thirty in five years. You know. Well, there are there are issues uh, with ESPN's report. They're they've already corrected a bunch of shit from their reports today. They came out and said that the call was actually from twenty sixteen and not twenty seventeen. There was an issue that the initial report said it was Aiton, and now apparently there's nothing on the call that proves it was Aiton. So ESPN's actually back on their heels right now. Well, they've been back on the heels for two years. But this yeah, their, their yeah. statement reminded me a lot of that 30 for 30 about the Duke lacrosse team. Yeah. The, uh, fantastic lies. Yeah. Because they just came out. Obviously, I'm not going to conflate the two, whatever. One was obviously a lot worse than the other. But um, I loved how they just said, no, 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 fuck this noise. We didn't do anything wrong. 
which is yeah, we didn't do that much wrong is I think what they meant to say. And then Duke, they, they cleared Trier. They cleared uh, Aiton's playing. Uh, what's his name's back coaching. So I, I mean, yeah, t- today was a phenomenal day for Arizona. Like, yeah, it's a big win. For unbelievable. Now. unbelievable. We'll see what but they in the they actually did stuff wrong. It's tough to compare. No, I get I the think, press conference comparison, yeah. but like those Duke, like that woman who was accusing Duke of stuff was a psychopath. Well, she yeah, but murdered, I mean, she's, saying, she murdered her boyfriend. I'm saying the accusations were different. The levels, like one paying a college kid and two, the accusations of rape, whatever, were just very different. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I don't know what's gonna happen in the off season. I think heads are gonna roll. Um, because the NCAA, yeah. I think the thing about this though, it's gonna become an arms race because Arizona's already having people decommit. All these schools are gonna have people like recruits think twice just because yeah. in case they might be banned from tournament play or something. Like they that. just don't want to get mixed into so it. So they're gonna try to go to the cleanest programs, which is gonna be great for some of the schools that do things by the book, <coughs> Providence. So I feel like a lot of recruits should just um, come to the state of Rhode Island and just join makes the us Providence. look pretty good. Makes us look pretty good. I'm gonna be honest though. Cooley did buy me a coffee one time. Yeah, it's fucked. And I didn't drink okay. it because I didn't like coffee. But I couldn't tell him I didn't like it because he like he put me on the spot. So I just said that's hey. a that's a weird brag. It's it is a, a weird brag. brag. It's not even a humble brag. It's a brag. That's a weird brag. That's why I said it. Yeah. Okay. Um, NCAA yeah. tournament play going on right now. Um, Big Ten. Uh, I don't care. Won't Big care. Ten sucks. I fucking hate I mean, the Big Ten. I mean, it's it's. Purdue, I think they're good because they're all seniors. They played it well, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I, I'm not a big Purdue supporter. Yeah, I don't think I don't, they're that I'm good. Not, I'm, I think they're going to be one of the teams that loses early. Yeah, um, me Michigan too. State, I love it. Love Miles Bridges. Um, Ohio State. Tom Izzo's farewell tour. Yeah. Ugh. Well, that, <laughs> Michigan State, you want to talk about a school with some problems. Yeah. <laughs> Tom Izzo, this Oof. is 110% Tom Izzo's last year. That. Like he's out. I thought, he's done. I thought um, the football coach, what's his name, did Tony was in more trouble than Tom Izzo. He's out too. They just signed him to a contract. I, I, I would be shocked if he coaches next year. I did see that, but I would be shocked. There's going to be a board of trustees meeting in the offseason, they said, and they're going to vote him out. It's not going to happen. Hey, Michigan State is, uh, I don't, um, yeah, no one's envious of their position right now. No. Uh, that fucking sucks. But then again, you can't be touching people, you know? That's, yeah, that's uh, just a really bad situation. That's what I've learned in 2017. Just, you know, don't be touching people. Probably should have learned that a little earlier, but yeah. Well, you know what I mean. It was I relearned it. Let me rephrase. Um, so, yeah, Big Ten. I <laughs> You're taking care. a deeper hole. <laughs> Big Jesus. Ten I don't give a shit about. Um, Big East, obviously. Uh, hopefully we'll try to get a podcast out before that, but if not, it's going to be, be honest, fucking crazy. It's I'm going to be, be honest. I the big well yeah first off the Big East tournament is going to be fucking insane. All ten seeds are being determined this Saturday before the tournament. I can't wait. But I got to be honest. I don't. I don't really. When people are talking national contenders, I yeah Villanova's Villanova. So I kind of trust them. I don't really believe in Xavier that much, and I don't think I trust this Villanova team to get to the Final Four. Um. I, someone asked me at work today because I'm the basketball guru because they still think I played basketball even though I told them I was a manager. But <laughs> <laughs> like that, that's an actual thing that happens in my office. But anyway, so they asked me like, who do I think the strongest team is? And I, you know, I, I sat there and I, I pretended like I had a lot of wisdom. I gave a quick James Harden, James Harden pause, and I, I, I thought about it. And I was like, I can't believe I'm saying this, but the best team I think is Villanova. And I uh, looked at all the top of the other top teams in the nation. Virginia, they just they I hate Virginia's game. They're just like the 
they're not going to win a national yeah, championship. Not, yeah, I don't even think they're going to win the ACC tournament. They're not going to win a national championship. Exactly. So I just think about it, and I'm I'm mad at myself for thinking this, but I think Villanova the, the, the most only solid the team. only thing I think they're most solid top to bottom. But the only thing that bothers me is how much they rely on the three, which is their thing every year. And obviously, they won a national championship a couple years ago and stuff, but they go cold for one day for yeah. a couple hours. Oh, I mean, and you could fucked. see it, you could see it alone in their last. Five Big East games. I mean, yeah, last night against Seton Hall, they they, they almost blew it, it at the end, which is I, I know. crazy. Yeah, that was wild. Jaylen I think Brunson it's I, is so good though. I oh think Villanova. God. Yeah, Jalen Brunson is the best college basketball player in the country by far. Hate, Not the best NBA that. prospect, but the best college basketball. I think player, I was talking not. about this with my roommate. Uh, shout out Michael Kennedy. I think Jalen Brunson is gonna play in the NBA for. I think he's gonna have a good career and then be one of the best coaches. I just the way he handles himself and doesn't get rattled. He's so composed; it's insane. insane. And I think NBA coaches will recognize that already. Even if he doesn't have the athletic skills, he doesn't make mistakes. He had no assists last night, but no turnovers, and he just is give him the ball and he's gonna create something. Yeah, I, I, I do you think he'll go? I hope so. <laughs> I think. Well, yeah, I, I hope so for. That. Yeah, for Providence's sake, especially with Quinterly coming in next year, we don't need, need uh, if that. He, if he, him and Mikel Bridges, well, Mikel Bridges is gone. If Brunson leaves if, as well, if, I think Villanova becomes very beatable. Yeah, they do, but they're still going to be good. But yeah, beatable. Yeah. But think about if he stays. They it's, have him. It's scary. They have him, Quinterly, DiVincenzo, Booth, Spellman, and, uh, Cole Swider. What is his name? What is Archie Gillespie, Agano, yep, two. Gillespie. Yeah. Uh, they have Samuels, Eric Pascal, Slater. Like that's fucking scary. They're no, easily the insane. best team in the country. But easily. easily, they could they could go. They could have one of those years where they lose one game next year. Yeah, e- easily. Stays. That team is so Spell- deep. Spellman is so good. Yeah, Spellman's Spellman, really good. It's scary how teams like it started happening. I think with like Duke, like four years ago, where they kind of went out of their mold with their kind type of recruits. And yeah, I feel like that kind of happened with Spellman. Yeah. Because he's not the typ- stereotypical, like, um, Nova guy. Like, he's not like a Bridges or – and he, he, neither is uh, DiVincenzo, but yeah. they are so good. It's Villanova is suddenly – they're suddenly, like, building their program. Not really building, but they're they're bringing guys into their program that are just really, really hard matchups. Like, Eric Pascal, Insane. brutal matchup. Omari Spellman, brutal matchup. Mikhail Bridges, horrible matchup. Like find me a team that can match up against all three of those guys at the same time. You 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 never will. Yeah, it's, it's insane. Yeah. But but right now, like, don't they have problems with their depth on the bench? Is that yeah. the main issue? Uh, yeah, they do a little bit because they they have Gillespie, who's good, who's and um, like RG Booth 3. is. 0. Yeah, he's literally his twin. But then you go back and you have Cosby Roundtree, who's okay. He's a freshman, and you have Jermaine Samuels, who's okay. He's also a freshman. Uh, Cosby Roundtree plays just as much as Gillespie does, but he's not as reliable. Uh, but that's the thing. You go under their bench and you're dealing with, besides Phil Booth, if he's not starting, you're dealing with three freshmen. So yeah. that that is pretty tough. But, I mean, that's just scary to think in the years to come. But enough about Villanova. But, yeah, I think we'll do, like, a preview episode before a tournament, which is legit. Selection Sunday is 10 days away, which is awesome. Um I don't know. I have no idea. I'm not going to pretend like I have an idea of what's going to happen, of who's going to win. Like, it's it's so up in the air. I'm yeah. going to pick the Friars in, like, three out of my five brackets, but I have no idea what's going to happen, and I love it. There's yeah, I just so – all, all, 
All I know is that Virginia is not the best team in the country, and no. they're not going to win a national championship. Vir- That's the only I thing think, I know right now. I don't think Virginia believes they're the best team in the country. No, they, they, they don't, don't think they're the best team in their conference, which is crazy to th- say. Yeah, it's but ridiculous. Defense wins championships, but it's so fucking boring, and it's like yeah, it's brutal to watch. If let's say a team like freaking St. Bonaventure gets up on the Bonnies are a legitimate team. The Bonnies are hot. The Bonnies are definitely hot. Um, They're a tournament team. They should make the tournament. I like any team that beat URI. I gave my friend shit because he uh, he was actually a manager at St. Bonaventures and they rushed the court when they beat URI and it made me (laughs) sick because you know I hate URI. That's well documented. They're the the 15th team in the country. You're going to rush the court? Like, look at yourself. What are you doing? Also, though, talk about going into the tournament on your heels, losing to St. Joe's at home on senior night by 30 points. I love it. That's brutal. I love That's it. brutal. They got fucking smoked. All right, let's move on from uh, college basketball. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we'll definitely have more to talk about that uh, in the yeah. weeks to come. Um, so, yeah, wait, are we going NBA? We talk- Yeah, yeah you want to talk. Uh, let's keep it brief with James Harden. There's only so much All you right. can go into with this. I think it's been overstimulated yeah. in yeah, the last yeah, yeah, 24 yeah. hours. All right, so I'm going to start off with uh, a quick pause, both to uh, replicate the pause that James Harden hit Wesley Johnson with and for a moment of silence for Wesley Johnson. So let's just pause real quick. And that was actually about the amount of time that James Harden actually paused uh, in an actual NBA game. I couldn't believe life it. Must have, life must have stopped. I Wesley couldn't Johnson believe it. Looking up. it I, so saw, I saw someone put it out quick on Twitter. You guys, yeah. are, you guys are very quick on Twitter. Like Gotta it, be it quick. must have happened in the the possession before. It was already on Twitter. I gave a quick holy shit. Didn't think anything of it, and then I continued to see it for like six more hours. And yeah. if I log on now, and I hate the main media outlets that are trying to be cute, like Sports I Center. Hate it. It's so annoying. It's like ugh. like Sports Center today. Some this older guy was show at uh, the Celtics. Practice day was showing us. You, know, you guys see this? And it was a sports center. They had a disrespect meter, and yeah. it was the amount of seconds. It's like no. that's just so cringeworthy. Just that's stop. like, but that's, that's the that's the problem because then it makes this is this is the problem I have with that. It, it makes that move by James Harden, the crossover, and then stare down. It makes it look corny, and it's not. It's just like an awesome move, but it makes it it, it makes it look corny. No, it was corny. I think it was very corny, and also, but like, it's like more. I mean, all right, let's put it this way. It, a thousand percent people were asking, was it disrespectful? Fuck yeah, it was disrespectful. That was, yeah. that was insane. Oh, yeah. Of course it was. It's not like it's different where like you dunk on someone and you just look at them. That's what, one thing. Like It's a dunk. He, he crossed him up and thought. <laughs> like, that was, yeah, he, that was Oh, he thought about it. Wesley Johnson just manned down. His teammates didn't even rush out to the, like, rush out to the shooter at least. I saw one thing uh, by that guy Rob Perez who kind of awesome, dominates awesome NBA Twitter. Twitter. Great oh follow, yeah. And uh, he put up a funny, funny video where he's zooming in on Lou Williams and Tobias Harris as Harden's three is going up. And he said, "You know, if I'm Wesley Johnson, I'm sitting those two guys down and having a long conversation about why the fuck they didn't jump <laughs> up and goaltend that just to uh, wash the highlight away, get rid of the highlight forever, hey, just save." That. Yeah. So my question is, James Harden, if you miss it. Isn't shown as much, and the problem is not I think, nearly as much. I think it would be though. I think it's not still, nearly as much. No, no way. Okay, not then nearly it just makes as, his, yeah, Then it just nearly. makes his pause look like so arrogant, and stupid instead of cool. It's 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 crazy. I think he was even shocked that he sat him down like that. I think he was too. 
but like, oh, it was, it's just, it was bad all the way around. No, no, no one won. Well, no, James Harden won. Let me rephrase that. Yeah, James yeah, Harden James won. Harden won. Okay. Wesley Johnson, I feel bad for you. Um, because, I yeah. mean, he gets, he didn't, he's he playing, he's playing defense. Like some people would sag off so they don't get crossed. My man's playing defense. He's in it. And he just, he Said just last took night, it he's out. He's trying to support his family. Yeah, out. Oh, he's on. making five million a year. It's he'll be all right. But, he's trying um, to support his family. So that wow, br- did you actually, see what Larry Nance Jr. did tonight? That was kind of sick. Did you see what LeBron did tonight? Yeah, that was very cool. Larry Nance Jr. though just dunked. He he banged. Yo, we'll go watch it after. It's it's really cool. Yeah, we're recording this on Thursday, um, Feb- March first, March first. Um, but so another thing with James Harden though, with the um, his game. I had a question for it because, like, you know how he gets to the line a lot? He gets all these mm-hmm. fouls. He leads the NBA mm-hmm. for the past, like, three years. Yeah, Do he you... doesn't talk. He talks about it forever afterward. Yeah. yeah. Do you blame James Harden for his style of play, or do you blame the system and he's just taking advantage of it? I blame I think the it's... system. Okay, so it's, just, so it's uh-huh. not his fault. It's just he's no. taking advantage of what's there. No, why would you not if you're him? I mean, a lot. he gets a lot of shit because a lot of He does of people, get a lot of shit. It's a gimmick. Um, yeah, and, I, and that's not to say – I like it because it annoys me and I hate watching the Rockets play because I don't want to watch James Harden just go kill ants for two hours. I don't enjoy it. But if you're him, yeah, you take advantage of that 100%. Um, My thing is, I think the reason why it annoys so many people is because James Harden is probably top five, top three most offensively gifted players in the game right now. Right? Who would you put? Kyrie, Kevin Durant. he's, He's up there. Exactly. He's top three or five, whatever. I don't yeah. think he needs that in his game, but the fact he goes to the line 20, 20 times a night, I don't know what the actual numbers are, I think it's kind of frustrating because he gets all his points from – he gets more than half his points from the line. Am I right or no? Doesn't he yeah, average like no, 15 it, free throws, something like that? Well, it's just like people people get mad at that because that gives them something to like take. He averages – I think he actually averages like 10 a game, which is okay. more – so it's like a third most, of his his points. Yeah, yeah, because he averages he averages thirty one a game, and he's averaging. Let me actually look it up. I'm pretty sure it's ten point two, ten point one, something. Which like is that. nuts. But which is crazy. That's a lot. Yeah, to average in a game, that's a lot, and that means he's got some games where you know he's putting up nineteen, twenty free throws. Yeah, he averages ten point one, and he averages thirty one point three points a game. So, so a third, a third of, his, of points. his points coming from the line, and for that to be a a skill like not a skill player, a two guard, a two three guard. For that to happen, whereas I don't even know what Shaq was averaging in the height of his career, but those are obviously very different fouls being called on him. He skips yeah. through the lane, throws his arms up, and goes to the line. And I can understand why it's frustrating. I think it is because we know how good he could be, or not could be, he is. Yeah. But um, I don't think he's MVP still, but that's fine. Man, Anthony Davis is making a big Oof. time push for that. If he you're looking at a guy in terms it. of in terms of value to his team in terms of I don't know how you I don't know how you can put anyone in front of him right now at least no he, it's insane it's insane I'm actually not yeah. gonna put LeBron in front of him but um no it's insane um his numbers are are spooky it's I he's obvious I think he's probably leading them in every category he has to be he averaged 35 and 13 for the month of February for a whole month yeah, no, it's 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 like no one can dispute it. It's insane. He's, that's the oh, he's on, It's him and Moses Malone. Those are the only two players in NBA history to do that for a month. Also, without Demarcus Cousins, he has the Pelicans at, at right, the well, fifth seed. Right. Okay. Now. Well, he. I think he's getting these numbers because Demarcus Cousins isn't playing. It's one of those things. Well, it's yeah, but still, if you if you told me that once Demarcus Cousins went down, they would be the 
the fifth seed right now, I would have told you you were nuts, and it's only because of him. Uh, I'm going to come in with a, a little hot take here and say if Rose were out, I'm going to say if Anthony Davis went down and DeMarcus Cousins was there, I think he'd be doing – he'd have an unbelievable month as well. You think he would be averaging 35 no, and 13? I, no, I'm not saying 35 and 13. So you think they would be the fifth seed? I think – honestly, I, I think DeMarcus Cousins – Because that's just Cousins, so ridiculous. I think DeMarcus Cousins could do the same thing Anthony Davis Well, why – Really? So why weren't the Kings like the fifth seed last year? Because they're the Kings. What do you mean? That's like that's so different. What are you talking about? Do you realize who the who do the Pelicans have around Anthony Davis right now? Rondo. Get the fuck out of here. That's such a ridiculous take. I don't think that's that ridiculous. I don't think that's right. Let's let's embrace the bait. Let's talk about it. I don't think it's that crazy. It it is the fact that you think that Demarcus Cousins. The fact that I think another All Star. Could carry the team the same way Anthony Davis is doing it. How is that that crazy? Because it's Demarcus Cousins. He can't carry teams like this. That's his problem. He's Demarcus Cousins. I think he could have had a crazy month. I don't know if it would have been sure. He could have had a crazy month, but they wouldn't be winning games like this. I don't know, man. They were losing by 15 points in the second half against the Spurs last night and came back and win. If that's Boogie, he doesn't give a shit about the win. He's just padding his stats. Anthony Davis is actually making the people around him better. By scoring all that, well, he's now, now winning games. Now you're just throwing out accusations. How do you know my man doesn't care? Oh my lord! Which what? I'm, how do you know my man doesn't care? You think Demarcus Cousins cares more about winning than Anthony Davis? I have no. I can't tell you how much any player cares about winning. I, how am I supposed to know? That's that's a that's a weird statement. I, I hate when people do that when they're like. So and so only cares about this. So and so only cares about that. I'm not you saying he's right. I'm saying I know for a fact that that Demarcus Cousins, in terms of all stars, and how much he puts, like how much value he puts into winning, it's towards the bottom of of all NBA all stars, without a doubt. And I know for a fact the majority of NBA Twitter would agree with me there. Okay. Well, and I'm not saying NBA he's Twitter. a bad player. He's nasty. I, I all I'm saying all I'm saying is one I'm saying two things here. One, I think Demarcus Cousins is capable of carrying could was could have been capable of carrying the Pelicans the way Anthony Davis is now. And two, I don't think we know at all how much these guys are dedicated or could, like care about winning. Okay, going away from the dedication part part and uh, back to the him being able to carry this team he is, I think that is ridiculous. Uh, agree to disagree. That's yeah. Uh, that's fine. I'll definitely disagree. Um, I'm team Boogie on this one. I love Boogie, but there's no way he's he I, does what I, Anthony Davis is doing. I can't just, trust a man with a unibrow. And that's been my stance since day one. Yeah, that's a really strong stance. You're really backing up your statements there. NBA Twitter agrees with me. So Jesus Christ, you know, um, NBA. Let's go on to. Oh yeah, so uh, disrespectful in terms of disrespectful moments. You go. So you have the Harden crossover. On Wesley Johnson with the death stare, we'll call it. And then we have the, I was thinking of the top three moments of like disrespect. Um, Tyron Lugan crossed and then stepped over by Allen Iverson. And then after that, I would say, I don't know if this is, actually, I'm going to say disrespect moment is when DeAndre Jordan dunked on Brandon Knight. What, yeah. do, you, what do you think about those three, uh, those three occasions? Yeah, that one, I mean, well, then we started to talk about the, Brandon Knight Chronicles uh, yeah. of just, you know, kind of like dying on the yeah. court on multiple occasions. But I think you could go to a lot of DeAndre Jordan dunks. Um, what was the, what was the, for some reason this comes to mind, 
there was a LeBron. Was it LeBron over Eddie House? Oh, no. LeBron dunked on Jason Terry. Love that moment. With Jason Terry, yeah, but I think yeah. he dunked on Eddie House, too. Uh, I, I think Eddie House got like mad at him when he dunked on Jason Terry. Would you consider a disrespectful moment? Would you consider it's just his style of play? But would you consider uh, Lance Stevenson blowing in LeBron's ear disrespectful? I consider Lance Stevenson's game disrespectful. Everything he does, I love. And I, I, lo- I love. I love it more than anything. But it's just, it's just crazy. He's tremendous for the. I remember also last year there was a play with the. Uh, there was a play in the, a Pistons. Raptors game where Valanciunas had the ball on the baseline and he was about to pull up for a three and he stopped and DeAndre Jordan walked out to defend him and waved his arm at him like yeah just shoot that shit and he bricked it so stuff like that kind of gets overlooked but that's pretty disrespectful too yeah I mean I think disrespectful is anything that shows up your opponent so like stepping over someone waiting for someone to get up stuff like that yeah yeah you remember when Charlie Villanueva walked in the middle of Russell Westbrook and Cameron Payne's extended handshake Yeah, yeah, that was pretty funny too. But um, yeah, I yeah, James Harden. I think that's one of the most disrespectful things I've seen. Yeah, pause. But stepping over someone, I Allen Iverson has the crown in my eyes. What about jumping over someone? No, Uh, Giannis. No, because I think that was in the moment. Because that was in the moment. LeBron jumping over Lucas. No, because Allen Iverson hit the shot, looked, went out of his way to step over this man. That was oof. You remember when uh, in the in the playoffs a couple years ago when the Knicks played the Heat, and uh, I forget what year it was, but Amari Stoudemire yammed on Shane Battier, then stuck his hand out to offer to help him up. Oh, Battier's hand went up, and he yeah, just put yeah. his hand out and walked away. That yeah, was pretty yep. disrespectful. And we could go all day. Sean Kemp, uh, everyone look at that YouTube Kemp, video. I mean, yeah, he dunked yeah. on someone, pointed at them. Yeah, so yeah, there's a lot of moments. That's the but, most uh, vicious dunk of all time. That that was nuts. Yeah, he points at him while standing over him. Well, you haven't seen me play in a while, so you probably you've missed some of my highlights. Yeah, totally. But uh, so moving on, uh, Jimmy Butler, um, R.I.P. His meniscus. But he, he, a lot of people were mad because he didn't play in the All Star game, whatever. So then Lou Will asked him if um, Lou Will said something like to the fact, like, "Are you serious, bro?" Blah blah blah. He tripped him for not playing in the All Star. Exactly. Which it, I it, think started, is fair. it started from the All Star game because Jimmy Butler was hung over and didn't play. Yeah. And so he tripped he, him for he, it, and he, he then was tired. It, it turned into them. Uh, it turned into them, you know, challenging each other to a game one on one for what is it, a hundred grand? Hundred grand. So my question is, I thought about it. And I was, I, I was like, Jimmy, I don't think that's a good bet. I Lou think nice. I think I would take. Take Lou Will. I, in like I, one I'll never say anything bad. I will never slander Lou Will's name. Not even slander, but if you actually think team basketball, give me Jimmy Butler all day, whatever, obviously. But one-on-one, so it got me thinking, who are the best one-on-one players in the NBA? I like this debate. And I'm so a big fan I'm gonna give debate. you. I'm going to give you my top three currently in the NBA. So okay. this is one-on-one, isolation, basketball, offense, and defense. People have to think about okay. that. I would, I would pick James Harden. I'd pick Jamal Crawford, and my third one, I'd pick Kevin Durant. Okay, I like KD. And uh, I don't the think reason, I would put... I'm going to defend Which... my picks because the right, reason right. I wouldn't pick LeBron is because the shooting isn't there as much, obviously. And I, I think he'd get by people, but I think that it's, he's not going to be able to get by everyone. But if he had a step back dagger like KD or uh, or James Harden or Jamal Crawford, I think he'd do better. And I think just one on one, I think those are my three. So, uh, I, I think 
I think LeBron's sheer like competitiveness would probably put him in my top three, just because I think he would care so much in like a one-on-one tournament. I just think he would be this like a true. freakish competitor. So he would be in my top three. But for the purpose of this argument, I'm going to leave him out because he's the best in my opinion. So push him to the side. Uh, I think I would have to put Giannis in mind just because of his uh, length. I think that he's a. I, I think it would be brutal. It would be difficult to find someone to defend him. That so game I would Giannis, be. I think that game would be terrible. He, he would be missing all his shots. All right, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Go I ahead. think I think Giannis would be in mind. Okay. I think I would definitely put Kyrie in mind. His handle is stupid. Best handle in the NBA, in my opinion. Yeah. So I would I would have him. Uh, I think just because he could his. Off the ball quickness is ridiculous, uh, and if he's playing against someone like Harden or any of these, defense is going to matter because none of them are even going to play defense. Uh, so I think he would be my second, and you took Harden. I would consider having Harden in there, but you took Harden, so I I might have to go with Russ with Russ uh, solely because of the competitiveness and okay. the athleticism. I, I think he would just be like a psycho about the one on one game. I think he would be yeah. a sheer competitor, and and he's super athletic, and he's quick. So yeah. I, I think I would take Russ as my third guy. Right, so I'm going to bring you down why. Because when I, when I say one-on-one, I'm not thinking like these, this fast pace. I'm thinking just like, you know, it's like that slow pace one-on-one, just dribble the ball, like blah, 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 rock him to sleep, and then go by and pull up. And I think there wouldn't be anyone better. I think James Harden might be the best one-on-one player in the NBA, like by far none in the NBA. And then I chose Jamal Crawford just because I think he has the most underrated handle in, in the world. Obviously, Kyrie is – but the thing with Kyrie's handles, I listened to this argument the other day. It was like AI talking about it. AI used his moves to get by someone. With, with Kyrie, he's like he, – he just – he has like a whole sequence. You know what I mean? He doesn't have one move, then he's gone. He'll Ky- he'll cross you, bring it back, go back again, and then I feel yeah, like – Yeah, I swear, I swear Kyrie's play develops in his head before he completes it on the floor. Like, and then he has to play he- it all out. Yeah, it's insane. It's like his basketball IQ is just through the roof. Yeah, and I agree, but I just think his handle is better suited for an actual 5-5. Five and five. But if you're thinking about just creating quick space, honestly, yeah. maybe I should have put Steph in there because he, like, yeah, to, I don't know. Um, I like, I, I'm a big fan of that debate. You could really make an argument for a lot of people. And then you, yeah. if you're, if you, yeah, it really depends. It, and it all depends on, like, who they're playing against, too, because then you worry about James Harden on defense. Maybe he's playing against someone stronger than him. He can't keep up. So. If it's make it, take it, and James Harden starts Yeah, he's never, he's never given the ball. Exactly. Up. And then if we re- – I hate this argument because then someone says, oh, give me give me Shaq or give me, give me DeAndre Jordan <laughs> or blah, blah, blah. And I, I get it because I used to do the same shit when I was five. When I was fatter than everyone, I would just back them down and just do a right-handed, you know. But, I still uh, don't even know if you could do that, but whatever. Let's well, you know, it. you know, one thing I do know: I could beat Dirk one on one. Three dribbles, top of the key. My man eclipsed thirty-one thousand points last night, and you're still babbling about this bullshit. I'm not. It's a straight fact. He, you're he, such an idiot. You're to, so he stupid. He needs to be mercy Just killed. shut up. Just he shut needs up. to be put out of his misery. Everything looked like it hurts. Everything looks like we, it hurts. Uh, what are we talking about next? I, I, did we did we crush everything already? What else is there? NBA. You want to go with your logical, irrational, irrational. Uh, excuse me. Take ra- of the week. Rational, logical. I don't even know if I have one. I was trying to think of something. You just can't. You can't force that these right things. there. Should just be your stupid. You can't force fucking these take things, of the week. You, know? you already capped off plenty. What? With, Which you one? saying you could beat Dirk and saying that Anthony Davis 
what Anthony Davis is doing, DeMarcus Cousins could do too. That makes me so mad. I, I don't understand why that, that shouldn't make you mad because that's a very plausible point. Um, DeMarcus Cousins is awesome. I'm not saying he's not awesome, but so, he, he wouldn't be able to lead this team like this. It's not his role. He's not a leader. He's never been a leader. I think he was in a bad situation with the snake um, in Sacramento, <laughs> and then he hasn't had a chance to uh, – wait, didn't he go on a tear at some point this year? DeMarcus Cousins is great. And I'm not I'm not questioning his ability to go on a tear. He wouldn't be leading a winning team. Uh, That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I don't know. A, a there's no questioning year. there's no questioning his ability. The guy's averaging twenty five points and I think twenty five and thirteen on the Okay, season. so there's, take away and take away Anthony Davis from that equation. Yeah, and he'd be doing more so. His numbers would go up. It's just like how right. Russell's his numbers, numbers would go went down. But he wouldn't be making. He doesn't make people around him better like Anthony Davis does. Didn't he? What was his assist numbers? I don't really. I don't know. Like he averages like five assists a game. They're pretty good. That's, that's pretty. It's pretty good. I. I mean, but I'm they're just, like not. There. I. 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 We're we're beating a dead horse here. We're never going to agree on this. Yeah, probably. Real quick, yeah. who do you think? I was thinking about this the other day. Do you think uh, Tom Thibodeau has an effect on the health of his players? One hundred percent. One hundred percent. And I'm worried. And I'm should worried. there be rules? No, there should definitely not be rules because it's professional However, sport. Yeah, it's professional sports. But okay. I definitely, definitely think that he has an impact on his players, like one hundred percent. Someone yeah, went down it, the list, and I was like, "Holy shit!" I was it's thinking ridiculous. About it. Yeah, bro, Jimmy Butler is playing insane minutes. I well, I was on, um, I was on this Minnesota Timberwolves podcast earlier this week, and oh, I didn't oh. really know what nothing. I was that's my humble yeah. brag noise. <laughs> yeah. Know? Um. So I didn't. I knew Tips did this, but he has. So he has Butler, Cat, and Wiggins, all playing. 35 minutes plus in a game. Then he has Jeff Teague and Taj Gibson all playing 33 minutes plus a game. And then after that, the next highest is 19 minutes a game from Jamal Crawford. You can't tell me that there's not an impact. But here's my main concern with with the Tibbs system is that when he coaches a team, he kind of takes, whether it's in his contract or not, he takes like a basketball ops role and a front office role and kind of determines how the team you know, handles injuries and that kind of thing. And I'm really worried he's going to try and bring Jimmy Butler back too soon before the playoffs rather than letting this play out and letting him actually get healthy. And he's going to get him hurt again. I For the longevity, for longevity's sake of this Minnesota team, I really hope they don't mess that up because Jimmy Butler's a lunatic. And if you were to tell him that he'll come back next week, he would. But I'm really nervous that that Tibbs issue is going to pop up at the end of the season. Yeah, no, it's – um. T- Tibbs, I mean, you, if you just whoa, so, something just happened. I don't know. I can hear Erickson yelling. Jesus, but um, might be Fortnite. Uh, probably. Yeah, Fortnite sucks. But yeah, I think I think I what? agree. I'm I'm bad at it. So whatever I'm bad at, yeah, I say it sucks. I, I suck at it too. Yeah, it's fine. I don't play video games. I like watching. Freaking it. I like I like watching it. Yeah, I just I, to, I love watching Fortnite. I don't like any part of it. All right, but, let's get uh, back to Tibbs. Yeah, um, Zach Levine, uh, Derek Rose, Jimmy Butler, all serious knee injuries. I mean, it could be a coincidence, or it could be that he is running them ragged. I think it's. I I, honestly, he runs them ragged, man. It's it's crazy. 
And at a professional level, you don't you don't see that. Teams, a lot of veterans teams don't even practice, and they have them going hard throughout practice, off season, and in the game. I just think it's too much. It's evident by his track record with different players that y'all gonna get hurt. Like it's <laughs> also you remember a while when he was with the Bulls, there was all these reports that when there was a I forget what it was, there was an, some medical center somewhere came out with this new anti injury technology that would essentially like. It was grips that you could put on your muscles post practice and post games that would help to, um, like I don't know, re uh, I, I don't know how to say it, like muscle recovery. And Tibbs essentially like washed it away from the Bulls and was like, "Nah, we don't need that," and like didn't even give it a thought. When every other team in the league was using it, he was just pushing it away. So I think he's just like a real stubborn Pollock who I, I just think, like I think he had a coach somewhere along the line. That made him run all summer after he came into camp fat, and he just never forgot about it. It's hard hitting New Britain, man. It's it's the mentality. Hard hitting New Britain is, is that where he's from? Yeah. No way. Tom Thibodeau is from New Britain, Connecticut. Hey, CT stand up, baby. Yeah. South Windsor. You bet. Eight six zero. All right, but um, yeah, I think that's I think that's a wrap. I think we covered everything we had to. Uh, that's a wrap. We'll try to get one out a little earlier next week before the Big East tournament. Uh, yeah, we have sure. uh, uh, Tom Planick. Uh, congrats on your senior day. Uh, he's coming on the podcast next week, confirmed. And uh, we could all we could do this all in person. We're all going to be there. We'll all be there. I uh, I live here. Um, I live in New York City. If people don't know, you've but, said um, that like nine times on this episode. No, it's just oh, it's for the girls that are listening because they like that. They, they like big city guys. But yeah, so uh, next week, big week for us, uh, in person podcast. Uh, We'll get after it. Go Friars. And, uh, yeah, I'll see you later. Peace, Malik. All right, I'll see you.